What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Rebel Report podcast. This is a little segment we like to call What They Did Right with Alex Wright. I am Brandon Steele. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Brandon. It's great to see you. Yeah, great to see you too, man, as we're here on Zoom, per usual, on our Mondays, going over what UNLV football did right, a little bit of what they did wrong, and another tough week in the books for UNLV football. They dropped to 0-3. They had to play a top 15 team in the nation in the Iowa State Cyclones. Cyclones came in to Las Vegas. They won by a score of 48-3, to and even though the scoreboard doesn't really show it, there's a lot to unwrap for UNLV, and that's what Alex is here to inform us all about there's injuries going on in the quarterback room and it's another loss on the coach Arroyo leisure and they gear up for a big game on Saturday against a team actually from the Mountain West but that is now Alex also in the top 25 in the Fresno State Bulldogs that beat the UCLA Bruins last week so it's been a very difficult schedule you and I said that in the very first episode that this schedule was not made in Santa's workshop at all for the UNLV Rebels. It is so, so difficult. And now they gear up against a Fresno State team that surprises me. Have they surprised you that the Fresno State Bulldogs are this competitive and this good? I'm a little bit surprised. Uh, I'm not surprised that they're having success. Uh, Jay Kanier's a, a really solid quarterback. Uh, the Last year, Kalen DeBoer was a first-year head coach. But he had been in the program before as an offensive coordinator. He actually spent the year prior, I believe, working at Indiana. And then before that, he was in the Fresno State program. So I'm not surprised that they're clicking and, and they're showing they could be a contender in the West Division. But that game against Oregon, where they nearly upset the Ducks and Eugene, really got caught a lot of people's eyes. And if you weren't paying attention to the Bulldogs, uh, then that win at UCLA on the road definitely got everybody's attention. They, that game kind of solidifies that for me, that they're a legitimate contender in the Mountain West uh, to go up against UNR, San Jose State, Boise State. So the the bull, it's not going to get any easier for, for the Rebels uh, with Fresno State clicking the way they are. Yeah, and as we said already, Alex, Fresno State beating the UCLA Bruins on last Saturday. And the Rebels were here in Vegas at a late kickoff game here at Allegiant Stadium. And the Iowa State Cyclones, who were coming off of a loss to the rival Iowa Hawkeyes, and they came in here and left no remorse for the UNLV running Rebels. Alex, you were there. What was the energy like as we all kind of figured the Cyclone fans were going to come in bunches? What What was the energy like in Allegiant Stadium? It was, it, I think I, I don't know if I tweeted this or if I wrote this in, in my article on lbchronicle.com, but it was definitely a home field disadvantage for UNLV. Like, I think I said that I've never seen a home team play a true road game in their home stadium. That's how many Iowa State fans there were a little bit before the game. I think a couple weeks before UNLV announced that they were opening the upper half of upper sections of Allegiant Stadium because there were so many Iowa State fans and they they just drowned out all the UNLV fans. You saw the red and yellow. Um, they were they made their presence known and uh, that kind of was a precursor as to what was to come in. Yeah, and that's such an uphill climb, as you said, a home disadvantage. And when your coach Marcus Arroyo last year is well behind you. This year, they're playing more competitive ball. The scoreboard doesn't really say it on this, uh, you know, when you look at it, 48 to three. But 
they're not holding their heads down too low. They're, they're trying to compete. They're trying to take care of the task at hand. And it's extremely difficult when Doug Brumfield came in in week one in the second half, took the Rebels to overtime, nearly won, played a really good first half against the Sun Devils. Now we have an injury with the starting quarterback. So now it's Tate Martell. It's quarterback Cameron Frell. What's going on in the quarterback room right now, Alex? Well, Marcus Arroyo updated us today that Brumfield was uh, full-on practicing today on Monday. And uh, depending on how the rest of the week progressed, we could see uh, Brumfield starting for, for the Rebels against Fresno State. Uh, we could also see a rotation like how we saw in the second half with Cameron Friel and, and Tate Martell. Uh, you know, something Coach talked about today and after the game is that a lot of these Guys, they're still young. Friel's a true freshman. Uh, Brumfield only played in two games, two of the six games last year. And Martell, even though he's been in different programs, he doesn't have as much game experience as you know, the other three or, or four-year guys. So the biggest thing for him right now is making sure that they all get enough reps, uh, time with the starters, time in the film room, time with the coaches, time going up against the defense to get them prepared for uh, for the upcoming week in this big game. Right. Now, that kind of perfectly segues us into the three things that the UNLV Rebels did right. And, yes, ladies and gentlemen, you lose a game 48-3, to but when you're 0-9 in the Coach Marcus Arroyo area, it's too easy to look at the negatives. You have to look at the positives. So, Alex, take away. What are three things that the Runner Rebels did right on Saturday against Iowa State? Well, one thing that was great to see that that was a – positive was uh, we finally saw Tate Martell. Uh, he had uh, some an injury to his thumb and wasn't cleared for full, full contact until recently. Um, and we saw him come in for one play in the first half where he handed the ball off and then he kind of got a little bit more playing time with that rotation with Cameron Friel, Friel and excuse me and you saw Martell kind of do a lot of, of running run design quarterback run had a, made a couple of completions. And I think, you know, the good from that is that Tate Martell is, is healthy. He is an option for the Rebels at quarterback. If, you know, Brownfield gets injured, somebody gets injured or somebody's not playing well. So it was definitely a, a positive to see that Martell was out there. Uh, you saw the, the fan, the UNLV fans, uh, Trying to hear them over the Iowa State fans. They, they definitely like to see Tate Martell, the local product, get out there and make some good plays. They were cheering him on when he did. Um, and it's just a, a positive that you have a guy who's had experience, been with Ohio State, Miami, experience of being in big, uh, big programs that could help the quarterbacks and, and be an asset in the quarterback room uh, if needed. Another uh, uh, positive takeaway from the game is is the mindset of the team uh obviously it's tough being 0-3 two of those came against top 25 teams but as coach Arroyo said after the game and even said it today you guys are he put it pissed off that they lost that game uh which kind of uh you know shows you that what standard that UNLV football wants to do to be the standard Marcus Arroyo wants to, to bring into the program. Uh, you know, it's obviously embarrassing to lose 48 to three. And that's just uh, that mindset of holding yourself to a high standard is, is something really important, even if things aren't going right, because as soon as 
you aren't holding yourselves to those high standards, things could get a whole lot worse. You could get off the field kind of chemistry, butting heads with, with, with the guys, and that could affect on the field play too. So um, e even though UNLV is 0-3, seeing them have that uh, mindset of, of holding some holding themselves to a high standard is, is encouraging because when when they do get good get some good uh, play on the field and it starts becoming more consistent, that's gonna you know having that mindset is gonna already help help them because they already have it because they held themselves to a high standard when they were struggling and then if they start succeeding playing a lot better, a lot easier to meet that high standard that you've already done it and then. The, the last thing, looking a little bit more big picture, is that the Rebels uh, are are dipping their toe into conference play this week against Fresno State. They have UTSA the following week, and then the last seven games are all all conference games, all uh, you know games against uh, teams the Rebels are familiar with in the Mountain West. They have some opportunities there to maybe get get some wins. Uh, the Utah State game at home. A uh, game against New Mexico on the road could, could be some prime opportunities. And then you also have some um, some rivalry games with Hawaii, that ninth island showdown. They usually play pretty close. Even last year was probably one of the closest games UNLV uh, played from start to finish. It was the Hawaii game and the UNR game. We, we've seen some some crazy things like in Tony Sanchez's first year when the Rebels had were given no shot to win. And they went up to Reno and upset the Wolfpack and took the cannon back. So, um and, you know, with the conference schedule and, and going on the road to some of these tough places and with some of these teams coming to Allegiant, you never know what, what could happen. It's obviously going to be an uphill battle for the Rebels. Uh, we we um, talked a little bit in our, our – uh, uh, we talked about with Fresno State. Um, they're a contender to win the Mount West, as is UNR, as is San Jose State. They're all in UNLV's division. The Rebels are going to have to play them. So it's not going to – uh, get easier. There aren't 15th ranked Iowa States, top 25 Arizona States on the schedule, um, which will make it a, a little bit easier. But the Rebels have an opportunity now kind of, to kind of, re, you know, first quarter of the season's done to kind of refresh themselves and say, okay, here's the next, our second season, so to say, starts as we start focusing on, on Mountain West play and playing these teams we're familiar with and uh, having some opportunities to show what we can do and, and to potentially steal the steal a win and get that first one of the marks. Yeah. Well said, Alex, very, very well said. And I do believe that on a positive side of things for the UNLV running rebels that to prove for, to further prove your point that when they do dive into the mountain West games, it, the season can be shaped very differently. The, the way that these games play out will be much, much different than playing the Iowa State Cyclones and playing the Arizona State Sun Devils. It's going to be far, far different when Utah State comes into Vegas. As you said, a good matchup against Hawaii, New Mexico State. And as for this game Saturday, for me, um, you can, you know, bookmakers, odds makers, you can give the Fresno State Bulldogs a minus 31 point favorite. You can do all that. But time and time again, these young men got to go out there and they got to play. And from what you're saying, from what Coach Arroyo has said in post-game press conference, post-practice press conferences, they're pissed off. And they're not going to lay down, especially against a team that they are familiar with. Coach Arroyo put together a pretty good game plan last year against Fresno State. They were in the game the whole time until Ronnie Rivers, I believe, for Fresno State 
ripped off three touchdowns. So it's just one of those things where if UNLV can contain these, you know, these young men on Fresno State now that are almost now stars, if you can contain them, it's a dogfight and it will come down to it. So we like to be positive over here. We like to give our boys, our running Rebels, an opportunity. They are on the road. It is a primetime game. Rebels, Fresno State. Fresno State now ranked in the top 25 Alex, off the top, because I'm blanking, when's the last time Bulldogs were ranked in the top 25? Oh, I, I can't remember. I know they were ranked when Derek Carr was there in 2013. Um, a couple of years ago, 20, either 2019 or 2010, they they went up to Boise in the Mountain West Championship game and then pulled off an upset. And I think that was the last time that uh, they were ranked. Right. So there you go. It's it's been a while since the Fresno State Bulldogs have had such national um, spotlight. I believe Kirk Herbstreet on his Twitter gave Fresno State quarterback the number one um, position on most impressive performer of the entire weekend. What it, what Jay Kinnear was able to do down there against UCLA. So this is a good Bulldogs team and the runner rebels are going to look to try to right the ship and at least um, compete to the best of their abilities on Saturday. Alex Wright, LV Chronicle. This was the Rebel Report Podcast. Alex, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, Brandon. All the time, every time. We look forward to next week. Rebels, Fresno State Bulldogs, Saturday night. Don't want to miss it. Come back next week, and we will have a recap.